Thanks for tuning in to Spend Less, Live Well with Dr. Josh Luke, dropping serious wisdom, integrating healthy living, finance, and faith into the healthcare process to live your best life. Watch us on YouTube or listen anywhere podcasts are found. Spend less and live well. Welcome back to Spend Less, Live Well. Hey, guys, I have another treat for you today. Uh, I have another uh, world champion, a New York Yankees pitcher. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk keto with him. We're going to talk about how he lost 30 pounds after he retired, but not only after he retired, but just in a few short months during keto. It just happened to be right about the time the pandemic set in. There was a lot of hoopla about it um, on social media about how uh, this guy that was known for being kind of hefty during his playing days was dropping all this weight. Uh, fun guy. It was an honor to speak to him. And again, if you uh, are unfamiliar. I also do a separate show, a podcast called The Dugout Dudes with a former Major League Baseball player and my high school teammate, Brett Tomko. Uh, we interviewed CeCe for that show. I got his permission to take some sound bites about the keto stuff to share with you on this show so you can not only uh, spend less but live well. So I hope you enjoy these spots. I'll be back to sign you off. Uh, our guest today is world champion New York Yankees pitcher CC Sabathia. You've seen him a lot on social media recently. You can actually follow him on Instagram at CC underscore Sabathia. Uh, CC, I wanted to ask you, a lot of people have tried keto. Um, give me three foods that, that you've been eating during your, your awesome run on keto to lose weight that are just awesome that make you feel like, man, I'm not even dieting. This is so good. Yeah, you know what? I So I, I started keto um, right after – New Year's. I did keto for all of January, all of February. I ended up losing 22 pounds on keto. Um, but like with my heart condition, I just felt like it was a lot, a lot of fatty foods. It was kind of too much for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to get my blood pressure down, I'm trying to get off all those meds. And it was a lot of bacon, a lot of steak and a lot of that stuff. I mean, obviously it worked. And, you know, if you can do it, I mean, I would suggest, you know, being able to do it. But it was just, you know, a lot of cheese, a lot of dairy, a lot of that stuff. So, I ended up switching over um, right at when the quarantine happened, like mid-March, to no soy, no gluten. So now, I mean, it's, you know, it's a lot of quinoa, a lot of wild rice, um, spinach, broccoli. Um, I eat a lot of salmon, um, chicken. I have steak every now and again. Um, but, I mean, I, I have no bad things to say about keto other than, you know, me having to stint in my heart and wanting to get healthy um, and not have high blood pressure. But I think, I think it, you know, it, it obviously kick-started my diet and got me to where I'm at. Now I'm down 31 pounds. So, Good for you. so um, when you reintegrate, what, what, what parts of keto are you going to try to keep, keep as part of your normal lifestyle when you reintegrate off of full-time keto? Um, I think the, the, you know, the, the best thing that I, that I really liked was being able to have, like, eggs and spinach omelet with a little bit of bacon. Um, you know, my wife would make uh, these cheese cup tacos for me. Um, <laughs> that I think I'll, I'll definitely keep on there for cheat days. So, um, you know, keto, keto, keto was, it's like a big man's diet. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want to lose weight and you're a big guy, like definitely do keto. Cause there's some foods on there that you love to eat that you can still eat. I did keto for like about three months, about two years ago. And it was to, it, like you said, you almost feel like you're eating bad. Right, you're eating like you're like here's some bacon, here's some cheese, here like you're and you're crushing it. Like we see these little jalapeno cheese, bacon, cheddar cheese, cream cheese, and I felt like this. There's no way this is good for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, and my one of my best friends, a bodybuilder, and I would text him all the time. He's jacked and he eats like nothing because he's just so lean. I said I'm so tired of eating nuts 
and bacon and cheese right. I'm over. If I eat another nut for a snack, I'm gonna like <laughs> go crazy. So you know, the funny thing is when like I integrated off of it, kind of went back. I felt like crap. Yeah, it's like you're putting such good stuff and good fats that when you have like a little bit of pasta, you feel like you're gonna explode. Man, I, I uh, so so I, I did this no soy no gluten. And on Easter, um, I decided to have a cheat. We, we did brunch. I decided to have a cheat. And I had three p- pieces of French toast. And I literally slept the rest of the day. Like, I was <laughs> out. Like, much, like, sugar, everything. Like, I couldn't get out of bed. Like, it was like, it was crazy. So, But then I, it, starts, I, it, starts, it starts messing with your mind because you're like, does food make that much of a difference? Like, how yeah. I feel every day? And I always thought, because my wife's vegan. So anytime she eats anything, you know, not vegan, she's like, oh, I feel like crap, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, right. Okay, whatever. Like, it don't make that much, big, that big of a deal. But having that French toast a couple of weeks ago, like, I, I, <laughs> Knocked I, you out. I definitely felt it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, vegan. That, that, dude, there's like the whole, like, meat shortage. You guys are going to be set, man. You know, the only thing I didn't like about keto was not being able to have fruit because I like to crush fruit. Yeah, because yeah, of the whole um, sugar so, like, thing. Like, bananas, apples, and all of that stuff, pineapples is watermelon is kind of like off the list. So um, it's just blueberries and strawberries. But I mean, keto is an easy diet to do too. Like when you, if you travel a lot. Once you, once you get that past that first week, you're just like, this isn't so bad. Yeah. yeah. Cause you can have like corn tortillas, I think on keto. Cause there's no mm-hmm. flour They're Like you can make it. So you're like, I don't feel like I'm really having to cut back. You almost feel like gluttonous. Like you, I said, that's what I'm saying like, uh, like for a big guy, like it was a great diet for me to start on because I didn't feel like I was like dieting. Like I was yeah, like, but when you're pressing, like crushing bacon every morning, you're like, dude, my heart, there's no way this is good for my heart right now. I've eaten like 17 pounds of bacon in the last week. There's nothing, hey, what, there is nothing better than bacon though. Is there, hey, see, so I wanted to ask you, I mentioned to you, um, you and Brett both had the opportunity to play for the Yankees and, and part of what may or may not have been a dynasty then but for with a group of players that were part of a yankee dynasty uh, my brother as i mentioned was drafted in 92 by the yankees roomed with Derek jeter grew up with mariano Rivera, jorge posada as i've gotten a chance to meet some of those guys that you and brett got to play with um is there one or two of them that you just go wow this guy figured life out and he's a role model for me and brett i'd love to hear from you too because that yankee locker room was special. I mean, even even when they came to Dodger Stadium a few years ago, my brother and I went down, and and the two guys that stood out to me were Mariano Rivera and Joe Girardi. Just they they were just set apart guys that you go, wow, this guy remembered my name. This guy was great, and, and Derek was an awesome guy too. My brother spent a lot of time with him. But but are there talk to me about a couple of guys in that locker room that's been so highly publicized over the last thirty years that just have really made an impact on each of your lives. Yeah, really. For me, it was like the whole core four. Like, they all like big brothers to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, from Mo and Andy teaching me to cutter, um, you know, from my relationship with our families, with, you know, with Jeter. And, you know, our families are really close. His sister and my wife and his wife and my wife and, um, you know, his parents and my parents. Like, you know, we're all integrated. So um, when I first got here, you know, Laura Posada took Amber under her wing, like the show her New York and all that stuff. So those guys have been great to me from day one. And, um, you know, like I said, they, they all like big brothers to me, but the one, I mean, I'm close to all of them, but I think the one that impacted my career the most was Andy. Um, being around Andy Pettit every day, being a lefty pitching in New York, him having so, so much success <clears throat> in the playoffs, in the postseason, um, he really just made like a huge impression on me when I got here in 09. And, you know, I've been, I've been kind of following him ever since, you know what I mean? Like I got anything going on, any kind of tough time in my life, He's the first person I call. So 
Um, he, he's been a huge, huge help for me on and off the field, battling alcoholism, all of that stuff. Uh, he was right there with me the whole way. Yeah, I agree. Andy, um, Andy, like, I tell you what, when I signed with, with the Yankees in 2009, I came to spring training, and I had over 10 years in the big leagues. But when you walk in that clubhouse, there's, there's definitely an intimidation factor when you walk in, not only of the organization, but like you said, the caliber. But you got Derek Jeter. You got mm-hmm. Andy Pettit. At that time, A-Rod was there. Like, you got big-name guys. You were there. A.J. Burnett were there. I walked in like, dude, I do not belong in this clubhouse. It was, it was super intimidating for me, but – Baseball is a big fraternity. So you get there, you spend a few days in there, and all of a sudden you're family. But like you said, Andy, Andy was like, even though we're close to the same age, he's a couple years older, like he's sitting in his locker hanging out. You want to go sit by like grandpa almost. <laughs> it felt yeah. like he was just going to spew knowledge on you. Yeah. And it was like if he said something, like you listen, he would say, hey, Brett, let's go, let's go for a run. And even if I didn't want to, I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's yeah. go for a run. Because you just felt like you were going to get a little nugget from him, like for anything. And he's not what you expect. No, like, he's, he's not. country. He, like I thought when I see him pitch like in those playoff games, I'm like, he's such probably like a mean guy. Like, he's hey, so and, nice. and I, like, I always thought that he was like in control of everything. He was yeah. the most out of control person I've ever seen in my life. Like he's coming down screaming and everything hurts. <laughs> he's got a crab here and the umpire's not giving him strikes. Like if you see him out on the mound, he's got his glove over his head. You, you know, think he's under head. control. You think he's got it locked in, but like oh. it's the funniest thing ever. But like when I get to spring training in 09, you know, I came from Milwaukee and I had one the Cy Young in 07. I get to I go to get traded to Milwaukee, had a great second half. So like I'm already in this mode where like I don't I don't run poles. Like my knee I already had a, I already had a knee surgery. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, eh, I'm not running. Like that's not what I'm doing anymore. I'm a, you know, I'll figure something else out. I'll go do the elliptical, or whatever. First day, uh, we out there doing PFP, and I'll grab my shoes to go walk back in, and I see Andy and Mo running poles. And like they both stopped halfway and like looked at me walking back in. So I just dropped my shit, turned around. <laughs> And like, I like, how, are you no, how are you not going to go run with them? How are you not? They like look at you and you're like, well, if Mo's yeah. doing it and Andy do it, I'm like, well, oh, I'm going to there run. There you got four rings at this point. Like, what, who am I to like walk off the field and these guys are doing extra running? So and I dropped my shit and turned around and started running poles. And they didn't just like jog poles. Like oh, no. when, we, when we used to run poles, Gerardi used to get out there and run with us and he was like faster than him and, and Jabba. Josh yeah. Girardi, like those guys, and Mo, they could run. I remember, like, we'd start off, and they'd say, partner up. And I'm like, where's CC at? Because <laughs> I wanted, like, dude, I, I'm not fast. Like, I wanna, I'll do my polls, but I'm going to cruise them. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed that. I mean, what a fun what a fun guy. What a fun interview. He's a world champion. He was pretty candid, not just about his keto, um, but about his passion for the game, his passion for how good his Yankee teams were, both the year they won it and uh, in 2017. Uh, when the uh, Astros' uh, well-publicized cheating scandal uh, kept them a game or two short of the World Series against my beloved Dodgers. So great conversation. Hope you picked up some keto tips there, um, some eating tips uh, that can help us all um, spend less, live well, eat healthy, and lose a few pounds in the process. Dr. Josh Luke signing off for today. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to Spend Less, Live Well with Dr. Josh Luke, the crossroads of integrating healthy living, finance, and faith into the healthcare process to live your best life. Watch us on YouTube or listen anywhere podcasts are found. Spend less and live well.